and Laughs Podcast. Get ready to laugh with your hosts, a man who will never skydive or bungee jump, unless it's in tandem with Margot Robbie, and a man that got called out of class on the first day of 11th grade to pick a lock for the principal, here's Johnny Sanchez and Elias Israel. All right, welcome everybody to Life and Laughs Podcast. Immediately, immediately, I want to stop and interject this thought. When Rick Viper said that someone would not bungee jump or parachute skydive unless Margot Robbie was... Attached to them tandemly. That's Johnny. That's Johnny Sanchez. And if you can see his visuals right now, he's doing that thing where you hug yourself, or like you know, where you turn around and it looked like you were kissing somebody else. Because no, I can't like... turn around. I was going to turn around, but I can't in this chair. Johnny, I got a question about this. I'm a little concerned now. Why in the world? Listen, if your chute was going to open, it opened with or without her attached. And if it weren't going to open, why would you want her to see you? In that manner. <laughs> hey, if I'm going to go out, I want it to be with Margot Robbie in my arms. That's, that's <laughs> all I'm saying. Then it's worth the risk. <laughs> this does not help get her on our podcast. I can tell you that right <laughs> in, now. <laughs> in fact, I'll probably get a restraining order. <laughs> right. <now>. Another one. <laughs> And another one. <laughs> well, speaking of that, Rick also said you picked a lock for your teacher. What were you breaking into? Mm, mm, it's, a, it's a good story, Johnny. Uh, remember, I went to McClellan with you in 10th grade, but then I transferred in 11th grade to another school. I will not mention the school's name, but it was in the city and town of Bauxite. <laughs> The only school in that city. It was high school in Bauxite, Arkansas. Now, listen, times have progressed since then, and and I'm sure it's a a vision of unity and harmony now. But when I walked into school, I was probably the the darkest thing they'd seen in a while because I'm half Mexican, you know. And so literally, literally, the very first day on my first class in 11th grade, the principal, (laughs) he he called me out of the class. Elias Tyndale, would you come? This is my impression of him. Elias Tyndale. Would you come to the office? And I went in there and he said, "Uh, son, we've got a faculty member that's locked their keys in their car and we need you to get them out. (laughs) What? How offensive is that? I was, listen, I was so, I was so upset. And when I handed him those keys, I was like, man, that's not right. That's not also the teacher's missing a stereo. I didn't do that. Don't question that. I was surprised he didn't like put an orange vest on you to go outside in bauxite so that you wouldn't get shot from the hunters all <laughs> around. No, I don't think him trying to avoid me getting shot was on the agenda. Like I don't think that would have been a bad <laughs> Half of the kids in that school, you probably thought there was a uniform of camouflage because half the school wore camouflage pants and shirts all the time. Listen, I celebrate the country and the South. I really like it because I was born half time. You know, half the time of my life was in Little Rock, Arkansas, out in the country kind of thing. And then the other half was in Los Angeles. I celebrate. I love it. But they literally had a day and may still have it called Deer Day where they would let out of school because it was the first day of deer hunting season. That's 
pretty awesome. Uh, speaking of hunting, we've got to give a shout out to our sponsor of our show today, Dead and Buried Inc. It has nothing to do with hunting. <laughs> Just the name reminded right. me of, of them. Uh, tell us about Dead and Buried Inc. Yeah, Dead and Buried Inc. are awesome. Listen, if you got anything to, that you need printed, you know, a lot of schools will have, have shirts that they need printed, a lot of youth groups for churches, things, uh, shirts, t-shirts. Um, have I seen, uh, have I said shirts? Shirts. <laughs> <laughs> ball caps gloves masks anything and, and really advertisement material anything that you needed printed these are the guys from the smallest orders to the most giant of orders that you could imagine these are the guys that's dead and buried inc.com now elias we have a special guest on the show that i'm so looking forward to talking to in just a few moments jet jergens meyer he plays board baxter on the tv show last and standing which reminded me about some of our favorite TV shows. What are what are some of your favorite TV shows? One, I don't even know if they're on now because I'm not a current like I don't I don't even know that I have TV like channels. I don't I don't know. I've got like yeah. you know apps. But one thing I'm watching right now is a show called Veep. V E E P. Yeah, you know Elaine from Seinfeld. What's her name? Dreyfus. Julia. Yes, it's Julia got her. Dreyfus. Yes, and she's the vice president, and it's just got a real comical cast on there. Um, I'm I'm kind of uh yeah, I've watched two seasons of it yesterday. Like I'm just into it right now. I think another one is Karate Kid, and I know that's uh you know we've talked about that. I like it because it points back into the 80s. I love the 80s. And you love the music. The soundtrack on there is all like 80s rock. Yes. Rock. Which, by yes. the way, they have picked that up now for not just one more season, but it will be two more seasons. They've picked them up for the third and a fourth season. I'm excited about it. You're a fan of that show, right? Yeah, I've watched it, loved it. I don't like the language that's in mm-hmm. it so much. There's a lot more language than what I think high school kids, you know, yeah. maybe some do. But, you know, I didn't experience that much language in high school. But anyway. Right. You're talking about English? Or the cussing. <laughs> the cussing part. Oh, 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 the cussing part. Yeah, 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 yeah. English. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, here's here's the thing. I, I'm i a fan of the show. I'm a fan of the characters. I'm a bigger fan, I think, of the lead character in real life, like just that kind of that gritty guy, than I am Danielson, the Ralph Macchio character. Because yeah. I always said this. I've never been a fan that Ralph Macchio just kind of lucked his way through the tournaments and through the fights. Like, there's no way. <laughs> if those two were fighting that that would be even close he's always got that kind of like timid like eh, I don't know yeah. it's uh, yeah and in fact he got that role I think he was like 27 years old playing a high school kid at the time just because he looked young kind of helped out helped him to get that role I don't know that he had any karate experience or not someone who has dabbled in those arts when I was younger he has not had any <laughs> experience <laughs> <laughs> All right, tell us another favorite show of yours. I'm into this show called Car Masters. Any of these restoration type shows, I like. When they take an old car or something and, and really hot rod it out, I love that kind of stuff. So I'm into that. Yeah. I'm out of episodes now. They stopped filming, so I'm hoping they're going to re- start refilming some more. People laugh at me because some of the things I'm already watching, for some reason, I watched a Lifetime Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so I get made fun of, but I love it. Uh, it's called, and by the way, you guys need to watch it. It's Christmas Unwrapped. I love the the cast in that, not only, but it was, a, I mean, for a Lifetime movie, it was one of their better ones. But yeah. some of my other favorite TV shows, I love the Goldbergs. Again, like you, oh, yes. it goes back into the 80s, and you see a lot huh? of references from things in the 80s. And I got to actually tour their set in person, which was so cool. Walking around, they actually have 80s stuff all around. So, yeah, that was so cool. I love that show, though, and they're back on the air already with new episodes that just started. Another one, I kind of like, what is it, American Housewife? Is it like the Desperate Housewife kind of thing? (laughs) No, it's a comedy. It's about a wife and her husband and Uh her three kids, except the American part comes. She's kind of rough around the edges. Think kind of like uh, a current day Roseanne. I liked it. It's just everyone's got different, you know, I'm more Roseanne, you're more Hallmark. That's cool. That's all right. We can all get along right in the middle. I figured you were going to say, I'm more of the car shows. You're more of the Hallmark, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I do get made fun of. I just love Christmas. I know you do. (laughs) I like Christmas. I do like Christmas. I'm more of a Halloween fan than I am a Christmas fan, but I still, I like Christmas. Really? I sell yeah, oh, yeah. I love Jesus Christ. I love baby Jesus. I just don't love baby Gap. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm done with all the commercialism of, like, don't force me to have to do this. I don't like that. I feel I feel like it's time to call that out and cancel it. Something else I love, one of my favorite shows, is Last Man Standing. And I'm not just huh? saying that because we have a cast member coming up. I love that show. I love Tim Allen. Of course, I love him in the Christmas <laughs> Santa Claus. Yeah. He's played some really iconic type roles. And he's had Home Improvement, another already successful TV series. So I'm really looking forward to talking to this next guy. Yes. We got Jet Jergensmeyer. He is coming up right after this. Life and Laughs Podcast is brought to you in part by Dead and Buried Inc. Building a brand is exciting, but there is a lot more that goes into looking professional and staying consistent online than we tend to think. Dead and Buried Inc. are here to help you complete your project by providing top quality screen printing, advertising material, and marketing services for bands, brands, and businesses of all sizes. With low minimums, fast turnaround times, and the ability to customize anything, they are there to help you start to finish. So visit Visit deadandburiedinc.com. That's deadandburiedinc.com. And now, the next president and vice president of the United States in 2024, Johnny Sanchez and Elias Israel. On the celebrity hotline right now is a young man who at just 15 years old has already been in several movies such as American Sniper starring Bradley Cooper which was directed by Clint Eastwood. He was also in Disney's Adventures in Babysitting, Lukewarm with John Snyder. He was Spanky in the Little Rascals Save the Day movie, Nickelodeon's Legends of the Hidden Temple, and he was nominated for Best Performance in a Feature Film Supporting Actor 13 and Under for Pure Flix's Woodlawn. Now that's not all. He He's also been in several TV shows like Grey's Anatomy, Blackish, Ozark with Jason Bateman, CSI. He was in Hot in Cleveland with Betty White and on the show Will and Grace. And if that wasn't enough, Elias, he also has a singing career. He is currently on the hit Fox TV show Last Man Standing with Tim Allen as Boyd Baxter. Welcome to Life and Laughs podcast, Mr. Jet 
Jergens Meyer. Yes. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yes. <laughs> that was that was amazing. Did you yeah, do that yeah. all in one breath, or did you ever <laughs> pause in there? That was that was wild. I was gonna say your bio, you know, your credits. It makes you sound like you're at least 84 years old. <laughs> It's a well, lot thank of you. Work. That's a very good compliment. It's thank you very much. <laughs> oh, now, that was, that Jet, was really good. Jet is calling us today from Missouri, which he has homes in Missouri, Tennessee, and California. How is it going in Missouri? It's going pretty well. It's a nice day out yesterday, and basically the rest of the days for the next week or so are going to be very rainy. But today, you know, we have bright sun, 86 for a high, beautiful weather. Yeah. Is it in Missouri where you have a farm? Is yes, sir. We have a family farm here in Missouri where we raise cattle and do a lot of work. All of us kids and stuff, we, we, we do a lot of work on the farm. Do your days start like at sunrise with cock-a-doodle-doo and you're out milking cows and all that? Is it that? <laughs> not, or? not quite like that. Um, <laughs> we don't live on the farm. We're about 20 minutes away from the farm. But when I'm there, though, it's work. I'm either riding a horse, driving a four-wheeler, doing some sort of work that my grandfather has me go and do. I'm in Arkansas today, not too far from you, but Elias, who is a comedian, normally lives in Los Angeles, but he is traveling on the road today doing some comedy shows. Elias, where are you at today? I'm at Grand Lake, right on the border of both of you guys. Like I think I'm about an hour from both states that you're in, so I'm right wow. by Missouri and right by Arkansas. Wow. Well, Jet, Jet may need you to come over and help milk the cows yeah. later. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, I've never done it before. Maybe we, it could be an experience for both of us. Yeah. There you go. I've never done it either, and I feel like I'd get arrested if they, I, they caught me trying. I don't. <laughs> I would be happy to be in one of your comedy skits for you to just talk about milking a cow with Jet Jerkins Meyer. <laughs> Honestly, that would be amazing. <laughs> we're just we're giving you some ideas for your next. Songs exactly. right, Jeff. Yeah. yeah, there you go. It's content for the both of us. We, we need these ideas flowing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jet, let's go back. Tell us a little bit on how the legendary Barbara Mandrell's mother opened the door for you to enter into the business. Absolutely. So I grew up born and raised in Nashville, Tennessee, and my parents owned a restaurant there, and it's it's still there to this day. It's called the Nashville Palace, and we were always really good friends and basically family with the Mandrell family. Aunt Arlene, Aunt Louise, Aunt Barbara. Wow. They're all very close with us. And Mary Mandrell, their mother, said to my parents, you know, why don't you try acting with Jet? And I was four years old at the time. And they were like, sure. So they set us up with one of their acting agent friends. His name's Mark Block, and he's my agent to this day. And... I started acting at four years old. It was a blast. I fell in love with wow. it. It's a lot of fun. That is so incredible because I heard that you actually were hired on your very first audition at four years old for yes, a commercial. Sir. Tell us how that happened and do you even remember it? Because, you know, me at four years old, I was getting a diaper put on me in front of my <laughs> kindergarten class for crying because I miss my mom and here you are booking <laughs> TV commercials. So it's funny because I do actually remember most of it. I mean, like you said, 
I was four years old, so it was a while ago. But I do remember quite a bit of it. I remember going and, you know, we'd go in. Both of my parents were always with me and always have been with me for all of my auditions. And we went in, signed in on the sign-in sheet. And a lot of times when you're younger, some of the parents will actually go in with the kid into the room with the casting agent and stuff. But I told my parents, I was like, no, I'll be fine. I can do it. I basically talked for a living without being an actor. I would talk people's ears off all the time. So I I was like, I get to go make friends. What are you talking about? This is a blast. And I remember going in and just talking with them and just having fun without really understanding the feeling that I felt doing it. I knew that I wanted to do it for the rest of my life because it's so much fun. You know, I kind of met you last year when I came to a taping of Last Man Standing at CBS Radford Studio, I think it is. Yes, sir. And uh, you came out in the audience and you sat down right next to me in the stands as I was talking to the MC Allen. Oh, my uh, goodness. And so, and he's a great guy. He's an awesome guy. Love him. I love but, Alan. Uh, he's so funny. We were talking, and I was really impressed how personal you were with the fans, and you could tell just how excited you were to be there. What's it like for you just before taping a show? Are you nervous? Are you excited? What's happening? It's a little bit of everything. Uh, I've never been the person to have stage fright. Never been the person to really be nervous. But there always is that little thing in the back of your mind, like, oh no, do I remember what action I'm supposed to do? When I go around the corner, when I turn around, am I supposed to turn this way or that way? Do I remember this line? But it's always just go out and have fun. My parents have always told me, if it isn't fun, then we won't do it. And it's always been fun for me. And I really do enjoy going out there and talking with the fans because the fans are the reason the show was brought back. I mean, the fans started the Facebook messages and started emailing and calling all the different stations to try and get the show back and they're the reason that it was back so i mean to go out there and spend a few minutes before the tapings that's nothing compared to what they did to get the show put back on the air great yeah the fan base is crazy because the line was outside i don't know if you've noticed the line before people getting in as you're pulling into the parking deck but there's always a line out there to see that show like 12 hours before the taping there's a line because my room is actually really close to where they bring all the people in. So sometimes I would stand out there and I got to know a lot of the fans. They became our friends. And I would stand there and I'd go out and I'd say hey to them as they were walking in. It was always so many people and it was just like, wow, they're coming here to see us entertain them. That's really just amazing. Yeah. Tell us how you got the role as Boyd Baxter, if there was an audition, what happened in the audition. Go through that process with us. There were quite a few auditions. We went through multiple stages, uh, especially for TV shows or big movies. They will do a lot of like your first audition. And if you have a callback, it might be for the producer or something like that. Or if it's bigger, it'll be for the casting director. The first one could have been with the assistant. And you kind of just work your way up to going in multiple times. They might give you new lines each time, a script to prepare for the next time when you go in. And there's normally a lot of loops you have to go through to work your way up and get a role like that. It was no different than any other TV show or movie out there. There were multiple stages of auditioning that I went through. Describe what it's like working with the legendary Tim Allen. Tim is one of the funniest people you will ever meet, and he's also one of the nicest. Every time I've ever talked to him, it's like I'm just talking with one of my friends. He's just so nice, and his wife Jane is so nice. They're such good people, and they're just, they always just seem like they're really listening to you, not just trying to 
kind of brush you to the side. They always treated me like an actor and not a kid on set. So they're very nice people. And I've learned so much acting and comedy from Tim because he's just so natural with it. And he's so great at talking with the crowd. I mean, you, you saw it, Johnny, where he comes out before the tapings and he talks to everybody and he tells them a joke and all that good stuff. So he's no different than what you see on TV. Do you have any favorite moments with Tim that you can tell us about? Maybe some encouragement he gave you or something funny he said to you? Something funny is um, I have an imaginary swear jar on set. Because Tim will say some choice words, but not at anybody. <laughs> Mostly yeah. it's just at himself. And it's really funny. So I'm like, okay, well, that's another dollar in the swear jar. <laughs> so each time Tim and I, we would do this, anytime he would say something, we would just do cha-ching. <laughs> and he started to do it. He's like, Jet, I'm just going to write you a check at the end of the show. I'll buy you your first car or something. He's like, just... It, it, and it's really funny. It's something that everybody kind of knows about, and we all we just kind of do it without even thinking about it because it just kind of happened. It's really it's really funny. <laughs> now, you and Molly McCook, who plays Mandy, replaced characters beginning in season seven when the yes, show sir. was picked up by Fox. So, do you two have a special bond because of that? And were you given a hard time as rookies on the show, or how did it all fall into place? No one ever gave us a hard time. Everyone actually was really accepting and just really great friends and super nice to us. Every person on that cast and crew is so nice. They're the reason that I have my ham radio license because there's an actual ham radio on set. So they're the reason my oh, dad cool. and I were able to take our test and have our license. Molly and I, though, we've been pretty good friends over the years that we've been doing the show because when they announced that Molly McCook and Jet Jurgensmeyer are joining Last Man Standing, I messaged her on Instagram and I was like, hey, I can't wait to work with you, both like the new people to the show. And ever since then, we've just been great friends. And she is such a nice person. And she fits Mandy so well. She plays Mandy <laughs> so well. Now, I, I think you record the show on Tuesdays. I don't know if that's still the yes, case. Sir. Yeah. What do you do the rest of the week? Let us know when you're shooting, you know, rehearsals. What, what goes on the rest of the week? So Wednesday is the first day that we start working on an episode. It is normally the read through where we have the whole cast come in for that episode, sit down, read through the script in front of the writers, producers, directors, Fox executives, all the good stuff. We read through it and we might do uh, a couple rehearsals that day. Other than that, that's probably the shortest day. The next day, Thursday, we'll get a rewrite of the script and we'll start working on rehearsals. Same thing goes for Friday. And both Thursday and Friday, we will do run-throughs of the episodes for the producers and Fox executives. The Fox executives will come on Friday for kind of the final run-through before we start filming. Over the weekend, we have the weekend off. We might get a new script. Normally we do to get some, you know, lines. Jokes need to be changed. And Monday's when we actually do most of the recording of the episode because we pre-record the entire episode before we actually do it in front of the live audience because in front of the live audience, you know, you don't want it to drag out and everybody kind of get bored of just sitting there going take after take. So sometimes we do recordings Tuesday morning and then we do the live audience on Tuesday night. Okay, okay. Yeah, I do remember that because and they still use the sound from the audience they play the video of the scenes you've already shot and i thought well that was pretty cool so yes, yeah sir. yeah really cool process how they all put it together now does it seem like work on the set of last man standing or is it more relaxed what it's really about? relaxed everybody is so nice jeff my school teacher on set 
He is one of the coolest dudes ever. He'll help me with my school, and then we we did a little model car. We did a little model Corvette. So we worked on that. I don't know how long it took us to finish that. We painted it, and we put the parts together. It's a little rough, but it looks awesome, and I keep it in my room in California. It's just it's small things like that that help you remember all the good times. Are there any practical jokes played by the cast or crew? Who's the practical joker on the set? You know, that's a tough one because I feel like everybody everybody really has a good sense of humor on set. Obviously, there's Tim always coming up with something silly. Uh, maybe maybe the people that are in charge of props, the whole prop department, they tend to kind of do things that are pretty silly and put things that you wouldn't really notice if you weren't actually on the set looking around <laughs> at all the different props that are like, huh. Something that they keep inside their office is like this weird mannequin of a baby that has like devil eyes and it's really creepy the first time i walked in the office i didn't see it and i kind of jumped a little bit it's i'm not gonna lie it was a little scary i also jumped very easily so that may be why well tell us who you think is the funniest cast member of everybody oh that's the most difficult question everybody is so funny in their own way because each character is funny in their own way tim's kind of it just it's funny what he says is funny and molly or mandy has that kind of silly i would say Kristoff is somebody that i've really learned a lot of comedy and acting from in general because yeah, he plays always, kyle yes sir he's always first person on set he always is going over his lines anytime i've gone to his dressing room to talk to him he, his script is always in front of him whether he's eating whether he's doing work he, his script is always with him and he's always working on his character and he's so funny he plays kyle so well kyle's like a part yes. of him now but what's funny is the first time i ever met him and actually got to talk with him and see him talking to people he's the complete opposite from kyle because i never really thought about i I mean we're actors this these are our characters but he is the complete opposite from kyle kyle is like this goofy really loud person and christoph is just this really nice and kind of more quiet talkative person that really engages in a conversation with you where kyle's kind of all over the place (laughs) yeah everybody is so amazing there's another newer cast member who i love on the show is krista marie who plays Jen, a high school exchange student, and I, I was so shocked to see that she's actually 31 years old. I got yes. to talk to her briefly in the parking lot after the taping last year, and she is the sweetest person in the world. How do you like working with her? She, like you just said, is one of the nicest people I have ever met. She's so sweet, and she is so quiet. She's so quiet and nice. She's always prepared, always knows her lines and actions. She she looks like a teenager. Yes, so the first she does. Time, the first time we ever met her, I was talking to her like another teenager. <laughs> and then they were talking. I think I saw her and she had like a drink in her hand or something. I was like, how old are you? <laughs> and my mom found out online that she was like 31. I was like, what? Telling That's you to stay right. away from her, Jet. Stay there away. No way. Right? <laughs> exactly. But she's, she's so funny and she plays that character so well. Yeah, I love her on that show. Now, sadly, this is, it's just announced a, a week or two ago that this is the final season of Last Man Standing after nine seasons. So have you shot the final episode or when is that happening? Uh, as far as I know, the final episode isn't close to being shot yet. We normally don't finish the season until fairly early 
early in the next year. So 2021, I would say, is when the last episode will be shot. Um, I haven't been back on set yet since the new season has started filming, but I know that the episodes are really funny because, I mean, it's Last Man Standing, so of course. But I cannot wait. I can't wait to see this season. I can't wait to see what they do with the characters. And it is sad that it's the last season, but I know that all of us have become really, really close and really good friends, and I know that we'll see each other throughout the years. I've saw Tim. He's tweeted several times, you know, get ready this for the surprises, and I can just imagine they're going to pull out all the stops for the final season. And you that's got nothing the to lose. Plus. Yeah, yeah, that's the one plus, knowing that the show <laughs> is going to end in advance. Absolutely. So I, if you could write a spinoff of Last Man Standing, this is all hypothetical for fun, of course, what would that look like? Maybe like five to ten years in the future? Because I'd like to see Mike at 77 retired, but now he has a live-in nurse who's always giving him a hard that time. That is Boyd, really funny. Ford takes over Outdoor Man. He's running the store. See, I would have loved to see, like, Boyd has to deal with high school and Boyd has to deal with girls and all yeah. that good stuff. So, I mean, obviously, psh, I'd love to write a spinoff like that and have Tim on it every episode. Yeah. <laughs> but I haven't really sure. thought about that. I don't know. I mean, I wish we could just have all the same people, all the same characters, because I really, I love working with all of them, and I love working with Kristoff, because I've only ever really worked with him on a one episode. Have We actually had scenes together where we've actually talked, and it was the scene where he and Molly were babysitting me and helping with my school and that whole episode. So yeah. that, was, that was really fun to work with him, and I'd love to continue doing that. Now, a lot of people may not know this, but you are an accomplished singer and songwriter. So <laughs> tell us about how you got started singing and playing guitar. When you're born in Nashville, Tennessee, you're kind of going to be involved in the music business in some way. It's just going to happen. Yeah. Whether you're behind the scenes or on the stage, I've been doing music as long as I can remember. <laughs> I mean, I would walk around with a little broken microphone at the restaurant and just pretend like I was singing before I could yeah. really say words. Yes. So that shows you the mindset I had when I was little. But really, I remember just getting on stage when I was little with my little guitar and I would sing my heart out and I would tell jokes and I just... I remember people laughing and smiling and just enjoying the music. And I was like, this is something that I want to do. Because my whole thing is I want to make people smile. Sometimes you got to make them cry to make them smile afterwards. But you know... You know what I mean? And yeah. I remember just that feeling. I remember one time we had a dinner show that we would do in the back room of the palace. I remember one time I was singing Jesus Loves Me. That was my song that I would sing on stage. I remember singing that and a guy stood up with a lighter and started waving the lighter back and forth. <laughs> and I didn't know what to do. It was the first time that it ever happened. And I wanted to say thank you, but I wasn't like skilled enough to put that into the song yet and like know when to say it. So I was just... Beaming from ear to ear, smiling, singing, and ev- people started waving their arms and lighters and phones. I was like, this is amazing. What? I want, because, I mean, when you think about it, this happens to people who play at stadiums and all the time, but this was like my own little stadium right in front of me. Everybody was doing the light show. I remember just being so happy, and I'll always remember that. Who are some of your musical influences? Because I've heard you say you love Ed Sheeran, but what are some others? Oh, my goodness. I mean, good music is good music, so I love all different genres. I definitely am a big Ed Sheeran fan. He's really inspired me. I play a lot of Ed Sheeran songs when I play out places because his music is just so great. Ah, goodness. Shawn Mendes, Charlie Puth, Luke Combs. I really love Luke Combs. He's really kind of revitalized country music and brought in a whole new generation of fans to it because 
of his feel and his kind of party, soulful vibe that he gives off. And what's funny is that on Spotify, if you look up Dive, which is an Ed Sheeran song, acoustic by Luke Combs, he actually sings an Ed Sheeran song live, and it I, it's one of the it, best songs I've ever heard. It and one of the blew best. your mind, didn't it? it to really have those did. Phones. <laughs> my, mom, my mom played it for me one time, and I was just like, oh my goodness, <laughs> this is wild. So there's there's so many different people that I really I, the list goes on and on of people that I try to get ideas from. Definitely Old Dominion and One Republic. They're such good bands. And Ryan Tedder, he's such a phenomenal musician. He's just kind of a mastermind on all instruments and singing. And I really I really love how he brings music to life. I know that you write a lot of your music. So where do you get inspiration for songs at such a young age? Because we know a lot of the music is about heartache and divorce. And those type things. So where do you get your inspiration? Yeah, I haven't really had any of those things happen to me yet. Hopefully, I'm not ever. But you know, knock on some wood happen. somewhere. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Knock on wood. <laughs> But it, it really depends who you're writing with. Um, it's all about kind of surrounding yourself with people that have the same ideas as you and kind of understand the kind of music that you want to make. And it's all about finding your own kind of music because you don't want to copy somebody else, but you also want to sound and feel like yourself when you're playing your music. You want to be happy when you're doing your music. So it really, it kind of depends on who you're writing with and what you've been going through on what kind of song that you're writing. Um, I've been writing a lot more over the past probably year than I ever have before so it's it's really great because I want I want to be involved in all the songs that I release on the next album and hopefully from here on out I really want to be involved in either the writing process or the producing process of it because I just I love music and I want it to sound like me and I want to be happy with it but coming up with ideas is something that it kind of happens without you realizing it I could be on my horse riding around the farm checking cattle and I might get an idea and I'll either pull out my phone and do a little voice memo of recording it or I'll write it down I'll write down the lyrics if I don't have a melody for it it really depends my voice memos is full of song ideas that are either really bad and I don't ever want to think about them again or some that might have potential <laughs> do you write the melodies also do you do you write music yes sir I don't we don't normally write in, in music when I've ever written it's we have our guitars and we and the keys all in there. Um, I know that people have different writing ways of writing music. So kind of in California, they kind of do more with the electronics and writing music and kind of recording it then. Whereas kind of in Nashville, when we write, you write the song, you do a work tape and you might sound out of key and you might hit a wrong note here or there. And then you go home and you kind of make sure that you know the song really well and then you start to record it. What comes first for you anyway? Do you write the lyrics first or the music come first and then you... Which comes? I get asked that question a lot, and it really depends. It, it depends who you're writing with, the song that you're writing, the ideas. Sometimes it could be the lyrics. Sometimes, like I said, I might just have lyrics that I want to write, or I might have a song name. I might have heard a word, and I'm like, that's a really cool song idea. So then you come up with a melody for it. It really just depends. Or you have a melody with no lyrics, and then you're just going, ha, 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 in your voice memos, come <laughs> singing down the melody <laughs> with no lyrics, and you kind of sound a little crazy. It depends. But it kind of depends who you're writing with and the people that you surround yourself with. We can see a lot of your performances on your YouTube channel, which I saw a lot, and I'm so impressed. And you Thank also you. have Instagram. When you search for Jet Jurgens, my yes. Find him, and you can get his latest album and some singles 
and T-shirts at jetjurgensmeyer.com, and we'll put these links up on our sites, too. Thank you. Now, are you recognized when you go out in public? I mean, you've done so much work. Uh, it depends. Uh, it, do- it doesn't happen like a Tom Hanks or something like that, uh, yeah. but it does happen. Actually, one of the funniest things, I think this was about a year or two ago, with Nikki Hahn, who was in Adventures in Babysitting with me. We were somewhere, and we were at the Star Wars exhibit, and we were in the Star Wars area, and these two girls came up to us, and I had my back turned to the restaurant we were at. They came up to Nikki, and they said, were you in Adventures in Babysitting? And this is probably three or four years after it came out. She goes, yes, I am, Uh, and so is he, and I turned around. And they were like, can we get pictures with you guys? And we thought (laughs) Nikki and I had, like, we laughed about it for so long because we hadn't been recognized for Adventures in Babysitting for a long time. I mean, this is three or four years after the movie came out. So it was, it was really, it was really neat. Um, But it does happen. It does happen some. Now, I know that you have the big coming up uh, next month i believe you'll <laughs> yes, be sir. 16 years old so happy yes, early sir. birthday thank you um, are you constantly hinting around to your parents for a car for your birthday and like what car do you want uh, what would be your dream car so i don't really want a car for 16 years old because i mean i if i need to i can drive one of my parents cars my dream car, though, is a truck. I've said this for basically my entire life. A <laughs> yeah. blue Ford F-150. That has been my dream truck forever. Like, absolutely ever. So if I ever do end up buying myself a car, it'd probably be that. Do you have any big plans for your birthday? Not really. I I think I'm, I'll probably end up being at the farm with my family, with the family that's yeah. in town. Uh, right. Something like that. You know, I, I really enjoy, whenever we're in Missouri for my birthday, you can probably find me on our farm this seems like that'd be so much fun having access to a farm like that especially like you ride four wheelers you said there'd be so much that you could do there there is we have three thousand acres uh that is full of cattle that need to be checked and need to be worked on all the time so it's it's a round o'clock job that's why we have a family that lives on our farm that are actual cowboys that actually work on the farm day in day out they really help us out a lot but it's it's a lot of fun when i get to go out there and be with my family have you started dating yet? Do you have girlfriends and that sort of thing? What's going on there? It's so funny you say that because we actually talked about that last night. We had some friends over and that got brought up. And my mom was like, no, 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 no. So no, that has not happened yet. I mean, if it does, it does. If it doesn't, uh, I'm not in a rush. Man, you're not going to have to worry about it because all you have to do is play the guitar and sing her a song. And that's, I mean, that's it. You think it would be that easy, but I'm homeschooled. So I'm just at home yeah. all the time playing guitar for my parents. So, you know, if it, that's why I'm saying if it happens, it happens. There's plenty of time. I like <laughs> exactly. your where, where it is right mindset. now. Yeah, there's yeah. plenty of time. How often do you go on auditions? And is it really true what they say? that Like you'll go on 20, 30 auditions for each one job that you may get. Have you experienced that? It does depend. Uh, like I said earlier, it does, it does depend on... On the show or movie or whatever it is that you're doing, how many auditions that they will have. But, I mean, auditioning varies. There's certain times of the year where projects are starting their pre-production and they want cast members and 
then they're going to film over this time so it can be out at this time in the next year or two. Uh, it really does depend. Over quarantine, it, stuff did die down for a little while, but it has started to pick back up with live action and voiceover. So I'm, re- yeah. I'm really glad. I've acted, but nothing to your level in plays <laughs> and like B-movies and that type of thing. And something I've struggled with is to be able to cry. Now, can you do that? What's your process? Have you got to cry in a movie? So that is something that I still to this day find difficult. It's definitely hard to do and it definitely takes some skill and props to actors who do it on command. In Woodlawn, like what we talked about earlier, in Woodlawn there's a scene where my dad gets baptized and I'm crying. The way we did that and the way we do it to this day is I'll just go off and just start talking with my parents and my parents can make me cry. And that sounds that sounds <laughs> that sounds so bad. And I know that my parents are laughing if they can hear me saying this because it's so true. It sounds bad. Did we call social services here? Is that, I mean, it's not with... that kind. <laughs> okay, just, okay, okay. We just talk and I end up crying and it works. And it worked. I was in uh, a short film that was directed by David Henry, who was on Disney, which was a Waverly Place. And he and I are great yeah, friends. I love him. Yeah. And there's a scene where I'm just bawling. And the first time we made it through, I wasn't really crying. And I came up to my mom and I said, hey, was that good? So everybody been telling me, oh, you did great, Jet. And your mom's the only person that will be brutally honest with you. She was like, eh, yeah. you could have done better. And I was like, what? She said, well, you didn't want to let David down and disappoint him. And I just started sobbing. And she was like, David, David, go, go, go. And that made it in the movie. So it, you never know. It depends. It comes, it comes and it goes. Now, you were also in the movie Adventures in Babysitting with Sabrina Carpenter, who was just in the Netflix movie Work It. She was also in Disney's uh, Clouds this year. Yes, and sir. I just also watched it. It's a phenomenal Yeah, movie. love Girl Meets World. And as a grown man, I shouldn't say that publicly, but I love that show. <laughs> it's a great show. <laughs> great. And she's got a pretty successful singing oh, career right goodness. now. Also, talk a little bit about your relationship with her and maybe how she's an influence on you. Whenever I talk about Adventures in Babysitting, I have to say that that was one of the best times I've ever had filming a movie. I mean, we were up in Canada for two months just hanging out. I mean, if we weren't filming, if we weren't on set filming, some group arrangement of us was off doing something. We all are basically like family to this day. I mean, I was just texting Nikki, I think yesterday, and Mallory and I stay in touch. All of us stay in touch all the time, and we're all like a big family, and that's very rare to have on a movie, but it's what happened, and it's amazing. Sabrina has always kind of been like an older sister to me. She's always treated me like her little brother, even though I'm pretty sure I'm a lot taller than her now. I haven't seen her in a while. I'm pretty sure I'm taller than her. I don't know if she can treat me like her little brother anymore. Huh, that'll be interesting when we have a family reunion. <laughs> her music is so amazing, and she's done so much with it that it absolutely has inspired me to want to better myself in music because Sabrina did it, Sophia's done it, Nikki's done it. So many of our castmates, Kevin, Kevin Quinn has done it. Every time you see your friends doing something, it pushes you to want to do it so you can stay with them. And yeah. I think that's what's great about this industry. Competitive but friendly. That's the best way to describe 
describe it, I would say. Everybody <laughs> is supports you in your adventures and everything. I love that. It is like a close-knit family. Yes, yeah, sir. I love that. Now, you've also done several films and TV shows as a voice actor. What were some of your favorites? Oh, boy. We are finishing up Tots for Disney Junior Season 2, where I play Pip the Penguin. And <laughs> that has been a lot of fun. Christian, who plays Freddy the Flamingo, he and I become great friends over that. All of us, uh, actually, Colette, who is the director, and Michelle, who's our normal teacher on the show, we've become really great friends, actually, over doing it. We just saw them when we were in California, and we went to dinner. And Bubble Guppies was so much fun, because at such a young age, doing a show like that, where I stand in a mic in a room by myself, looking through a glass, talking to the directors, you know, it can be confusing, but it was so much fun. I enjoyed yeah. it. They were animating a character to my voice. That's crazy. How cool is that? So and you that, were even nominated for Best Performance in a voiceover role for 11 and Under for Bubble Guppies. Oh, that was a long time ago. Wow. Yeah. That shows you how much I can remember. <laughs> wow. So all those shows have been so much fun. Shimmer and Shine, Stinky and Dirty for Amazon. They've all been so great, and I've made friends over each and every one of them. At your age right now, and I can already tell from researching some of your videos, that your voice is changing. So it, will that be a challenge when you're doing some of these roles now? Yes, sir. It's. I tell you what, it has been a challenge for music because I did a show uh, for the 4th of July. I performed at a winery for three hours by myself with me and my guitar. Boy, it was different. I <laughs> Practicing the week of, I definitely had to take every song and where the capo might be on the 6th fret, it might now be on the second or the first or open. It really depends on the song. So yeah. that definitely was a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I know you were uh, in, what young Guapo in Ferdinand the Bull, yes, and that had John Cena and Peyton Manning. <laughs> Did you get to meet those guys and hang out with them? I got to meet John Cena at the premiere. Got to meet Nick Jonas. And what's funny, Anthony Anderson, he was also in Ferdinand. It was really yeah. funny because I saw him at the premiere, and it kind of helped out that he knew me and he was talking to me and I was able to meet other people because of him. That was really cool. The sad thing is that Older Guapa was voiced by Peyton Manning. I am a massive Peyton Manning fan. I love Peyton Manning. He was the only one of the cast members not at the premiere. No. The only one. No. We were waiting on the red carpet to do cast photos and they were like, oh, is coming. They wouldn't really say who. They were like, the final car is coming. The <laughs> final black sedan pulls up, and I'm like, it's Peyton Manning. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to get to meet him. Out steps Nick Jonas. The only time I've ever been disappointed to see Nick Jonas. The only time anyone should ever be disappointed to see Nick Jonas is when you think it's going to be Peyton Manning, and it's not. <laughs> I was like, oh, I know. But I did get a picture with him. That was great. It was awesome. But well, you kind of had to after you reacted so negatively when he exactly. stepped out. you got to cover that. I mean, <laughs> hey, can I get a picture, you know? Yeah, exactly. So that was actually – it's really funny, the, the cast photos, because there's so many talented people – and to say that I'm in that movie with all those people is still crazy. <laughs> Incredible. The list could go on and on of some of the names you've worked with. Now, I know that your favorite actor is Tom Hanks, right? Yes, sir. I, what do you love about him as an actor? I love that he does basically everything I do. I mean, he does animation and he does live action and he directs and he produces. And he's such a talented person. And what's funny is that, I mean, I work with Tim Allen, so I've come to about as close to working 
talking with Tom Hanks as I'm going to get. But I was actually able to meet Tom Hanks beginning of this year at an event and his wife. And he was such a nice person. I got to talk with him. I was like, hey, I work with Tim. I'm last man standing. So that really helped me out to be able to talk with him. But what's funny is I went to the Toy Story 4 premiere. My dad and I went to the Toy Story 4 premiere. And I walked through the red carpet. And they're like, okay, okay, uh, do your interviews, pictures, all that good stuff. They're like, okay, you're going to go to the theater and take your seats. And I'm talking with some of the other kids that I knew that were in the theater. And they had the live broadcast of the red carpet in the theaters before the movie. Tom Hanks was on the red carpet not 20 minutes after I was. And I, it, it was before I got to meet him, so I hadn't yeah. met him at this point. Yeah. I was like, oh, my goodness. This is, I can't. I am just striking out over here. Like, I didn't meet Peyton Manning. I haven't met Tom Hanks yet. I was like, this is, I'm just so unlucky. And I can see it still Tom bothers you today, meeting. even. I can see Exactly. <laughs> but but I was I was able to meet him, thankfully, beginning of this year, and that was it was great. It was great. Well, we've got a surprise. Tom Hanks is on the No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I my. wish. <laughs> you, you don't understand. I, it would have been a little embarrassing since I've been fangirling over here about it, but I, you know, hey, I'm an actor. What can I say? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, who wouldn't be in awe of Tom Hanks, though? <laughs> he is one of the best of all oh time. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I mean, sir. What a talent. You don't know me like that. First, what is your favorite fast food in L.A.? Oh, Chick-fil-A. Easy. You get the 10-piece nugget meal with a Chick-fil-A sauce, waffle fries, and a Coke Zero. Easy. <laughs> Boom. I think mine, because, and it's probably because it's not all over the country, is In-N-Out Burger okay. when I go out there. I, I like I, the In-N-Out Burger fries when they have, when they're animal style or yes. burger with animal style. Other than that, yeah. I would choose Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is good, too. We like them both. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Next, what is your favorite Halloween candy? Oh, that's a tough one. All right, I have three. All right, I'm going to bend okay. the rules. What's the favorite three? <laughs> I love candy corn. All right. Okay. Uh, I like Reese's Cups. Yes. And I like Twix bars. Oh, I love Twix. There also you go. I love Kit Kat. I think Kit Kat. Oh, throw Kit Kat in there yeah. with those, and I'm good. Break me off a piece <laughs> of that Kit Kat bar. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell us what you like to do when you're not working. Oh, boy. I don't really consider acting and music work. It's really a lot of fun. I really just enjoy doing it. I'm most likely hanging out with my cousins, whether it's playing volleyball with my cousins, riding my horse, working on the farm, just hanging out with the family. I really enjoy being with my friends and family. That's something that I just love to do. Do you play sports? What sports do you like? I do. I love basketball and soccer, and I play both of them. They're they're a lot of fun. My mom won't let me play football, and for good reason. I don't blame her. <laughs> yeah, probably probably not the best thing to do when you're wanting to be an actor and a musician like yeah. for the rest of your life. Now I think I saw this somewhere. I don't know if it's an interview, but you are are you still a purple belt in Kenpo Karate? Yes, sir. I am. I'm a purple belt in Kenpo Karate. I haven't been studying or working on it as much as I would have liked to over the past couple of years. But it's something that I do want to get back into because it was a lot of fun. I've been doing it for as long as I can remember, and it was such a big deal. I got my white belt and my yellow belt and orange belt and purple belt. It was such a big deal for each and every them that I do want to continue doing it. I'm surprised you didn't stop at the orange belt since that's your favorite color, I, just to keep... <laughs> you know a lot of facts, and I'm very, very impressed. Yes, orange is my favorite color. Wait, here's one. I'm going to ask you a question about me to see if you know it. Do you know what my favorite okay. food is? Okay, I think I might. 
What? I know one of them, I think, is sushi. Yes. What? <laughs> yes. A weird combo. Bacon and sushi. They're the best foods yeah. ever. Together? You eat bacon with no, sushi? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I was like, wow. That is like... Not, not together. That... That might be a little too much for me, but bacon and sushi, they're the best foods arguably in the world. I'm just saying, prove me wrong. (laughs) You love bacon and eggs for breakfast. Do you eat it? Like in my house, we eat it for dinner, so I love breakfast food. I absolutely love breakfast food. I... I would eat it every day, all day. I would eat it all the time. I mean, you can do so much with bacon and eggs. You really yeah. can. Throw some hash browns in there and you've got a scramble. You know, put some hot sauce in there and you've got a hot omelet. You have so many options to work with. <laughs> I definitely love breakfast food. It's definitely my dad and my favorite food. My mom's not a huge breakfast person. I think she would rather have, like, some lunch foods or sushi. There's your next business right there is to add bacon and sushi. I don't know what we would call that i i don't you just know. created something you, just, I you guess know somebody so. out there would love that yeah i maybe you know do you think you could custom order that like at a restaurant could be like go to a sushi restaurant you're like can i get bacon just bacon wrapped in seaweed and rice please yeah sushi style bacon please the jet special that's what uh, we call it <laughs> this might be too much ah. Okay, this is something I'm curious about, uh, right. because I know you have a lot of love for your parents. What's the best present that you ever got your mom or dad that meant the most to you? Oh, boy. Or maybe to them. Yeah, okay, so I got my dad a hammer that was that comes in this wooden box and it says, like, father or something on it. That was one that I really, really liked because I found it and picked it out. Yeah. One that's funny for my mom is whenever it would be, like, her birthday or something and I was little, I would not only draw a picture picture of us with crowns because obviously all four-year-olds are talented artists <laughs> yeah and i would go to like if we were at the store if we were at like a walmart and i'd see a little cheap pack of like big earrings my mom doesn't yeah. wear big earrings i would get her those and she'd be like oh thank you so much and i was so proud of myself and it yeah. wasn't until i was like 10 years old that i realized huh i guess mom never wore those earrings <laughs> for good reason because they were yeah. bad earrings but i bet she still has them and it probably means the world to her exactly i still have presents my son got me. i still have his artwork on my refrigerator my son is 23 now <laughs> And oh, so that right. just tells he, you how much some, those little things. We have some Jet Jurgensmeyer artwork, and it, <laughs> oh boy. When I was little, my stick men didn't have bodies. Their arms and legs came out of the head. It was like a potato. It was the potato man. That's what yeah. it was. Yes. I, didn't, I didn't know. I'm not much of an artist to this day either. I know that you're a pineapple pizza guy. So what are some of your other favorite foods? Oh, Bacon, obviously, on pizza is amazing. Bacon on anything. Bacon on anything. Other than that, I'm actually a pretty lenient person. I will eat anything. There's a couple yeah. things that I'm not big on, but I'll eat them. Uh, I'm pretty good, though. I My parents, ever since I was little, have always just introduced me to new foods and said, well, you're going to try it. You might like it. If you don't like it, don't eat it, but try it. Yeah. That's our whole thought process. So I think that's why I love so much different types of food. Okay, this will be like an either-or type thing. So I want to uh, know, this is kind of a Tim Allen thing here. Buzz Lightyear or Santa Claus? Which one do you like better? Oh, no. (laughs) I'm going to go Buzz because I grew up watching Toy Story. 
Like, yeah. Toy Story is my childhood, so definitely <laughs> Buzz. Okay, well, let's keep it in that in that realm, then, All since right. Tom Hanks is your go-to actor there. Woody or Buzz? Oh, no. Now, you work with Tim, so this Why? is... Why? <laughs> Why would you ask this? Oh, no. Uh, okay, Buzz, obviously. I have to... I gotta say Buzz. What? <laughs> I, yeah, I... I oh, such a tough one. You have to. You're still. You yeah, still have a buzz. season to go. How awkward would that be? Buzz, buzz, buzz. <laughs> okay, on the show, Last Man Standing. Who's the better dancer, Caitlin Dever, who plays Eve Baxter, or Christoph Sanders, who plays Kyle Anderson? Probably Christoph. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like there might be something about seeing Christoph do some dance moves, maybe a pirouette or something like that, a little plie and relevé. I feel like that might be something that I'd like to see. It's it's kind of funny because Caitlin actually today I just saw her post a video of her dancing somewhere. It looked like she was in a little restaurant. I don't know if you saw this. But her go-to move, if you see her dance, even on the show, is always the little running man. The little running man dance. It always morphs into the running man. I love her, by the way. I bet she's awesome She's so nice. Caitlin sings as well. Do y'all talk about your music careers? We have some in the past. We don't on the regular. We have some in the past. Whenever we're in the same episodes, we'll mention music. What's actually funny that happened to me one of the first days on set i think it was my first ever live show my first episode i hadn't really talked about my music to anybody and i hadn't especially to tim i had not mentioned my music at all to tim and jane tim's wife came up to me before the show she said hey tim was playing me some of your music videos you're really talented you're really good and i was like thank you wow. uh <laughs> so i told my parents and they were like whoa that's that's pretty cool that was one of those things like tim was listening to my music and that kind of blows your mind a little bit because you still don't really believe that you're still working with him but you are it was all kind of mind-boggling do you still look at him because i probably would is he kind of up on this pedestal whenever you're around him do you get nervous around him or does he make you just feel so comfortable i don't get nervous around him he's such a nice person and he's so He's so funny that you just kind of forget who he is. I mean, you know it's Tim Allen, but at the same time, you're like, this guy's just hilarious, and he's one of my friends. On the episode that I saw taped, he seemed to be in between takes, and I'm like this, too. I know a lot of people are. They're concentrating on their lines, what they want to do, and so forth. But he seemed to, his method would be to get away from everybody for a second and get this and walk through it, and now, bam, when he's on, he's on. It it depends. It depends on the scene and especially the episode, because you will see him do that. And you'll also see him back there talking with the directors, making jokes or talking with the crowd. It kind of depends. It depends on the scene and episode. Yeah, and I guess for me, in my case, how prepared I was, too, probably played a big role in that. Exactly. Um, Now, we do something on our show here that seems to be a favorite of everybody. It's called our Dumb Question Wheel. Okay. (laughs) So we have a dumb question for you. I've already spun the wheel here. And so your question, if you could have one of the cast members from the Last Man Standing show become a real relative of yours in real life, who would it be and what relative would you want them to be? Oh, my. You get to take one of the cast members home with you at the end of the season. That's so tough. (laughs) I mean, I feel like you can't say Tim in this scenario because that'd be like, I can't say that. I already have a phenomenal grandfather who is one of my best friends. Honestly, I think Kristoff. What's funny is that he and I really enjoy the same things. He is an Eagle Scout, and I love the outdoors. I'm a huge survivalist 
enthusiast. I love that sort of stuff. So I think maybe him is like one of my cousins or something like that. I think that'd yeah. be a lot of fun. Yeah. I think he would love to come out here to the farm and, oh, you know, yeah. camp and work. I think he'd love it. So probably Kristoff. I think that would be cool. Maybe after the show's done, you have a little get together at the farm and that'd have some awesome. activities with, you know, some of the guys from there. That'd be because us as fans, we want to see you guys stay in contact and stay this close. Me to too. That, yeah, that's that what I love to try and do whenever I film something. But that's something, it doesn't happen all the time. It's very rare to happen. And that's what was so special about Adventures in Babysitting is how close we all became. Even the parents, the parents and the kids, we all are yeah. very close. And that's especially rare for the parents to get along as well as our parents did. I mean, all the moms are very close-knit. Wouldn't that be cool if they did a sequel to that somehow and incorporated oh. you guys now as the babysitters of a new generation? It would be... I. I would have loved for them to do a second one. I mean, obviously, you never know. Someday it could happen. But I think that'd be a lot of fun to kind of have a whole AIB reunion. Kind of their last their last crazy experience happens just randomly. Do you have any aspirations? Because I think I've heard you say you like the behind-the-scenes stuff, too. Do you I have do. any aspirations of maybe going into directing or script writing? Absolutely. I feel like what's great about being a entertainer is that you can do so many different things. You can be yeah. a producer, you can be a director, you can be a writer, you can be in front of the camera just like you can be behind. You can be in front of the microphone just as well as you can be behind it. So, or I guess if you're in front of the microphone, <laughs> you're sick. You know what I mean. You get... <laughs> It doesn't, if you're in front of the microphone, you know what I mean. Okay. Yeah, there, we got you. <laughs> I like I that. I did enjoy the process of watching your mind do that, though. That was awesome. There you go. All of you that are getting to see this footage, you're all going to be laughing at the wheels turning in my head over that sentence. That did, oh, no. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I know that you work on your music a lot, and you have an album, self-titled album. Tell people about that. And if you have any other upcoming projects that you're working on. So my album, like Johnny mentioned earlier, you can find on my website or anywhere that you can buy or listen to music, really. As far as new music comes out, we were about to go into the studio right before quarantine happened. And then COVID slapped that. So we're waiting to get back into the studio. I'm really excited, though, because we I have some songs that I've been writing with some people that I'm just I cannot wait to do. They're really cool. And I'm excited for them. And as far as new projects go, I have a couple things that are in the works that I can't exactly talk about yet, but I'm really, I'm excited for them, and obviously Tot Season 2, which is airing now, so be sure to check me out as Pip the Penguin. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you. Again, guys, you can follow Jet on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, when you just search his name, Jet Jurgensmeyer, and be sure to stop by his website at jetjurgensmeyer.com to get all his latest merchandise, his new album, Jet Jurgensmeyer, and t-shirts I saw on there that are really cool. Yes, sir. Jet, it's really been such an honor having you on the show today. Congrats, and we really wish you all the best in all that you do. Thank you, you are, so much. I'm so impressed by you. What a great young man. Thank you so much. This has been a blast. I can't wait to come back. Definitely. We'll check back in with you maybe after the season's over and see what you're up to next. Yes, sir. Thanks, Jet. God bless you, my friend. God bless. Thank you. Jet Jurgensmeyer. That was so fun. What a young man that is wise beyond his euros. <laughs> He's a cool kid. I love him, man. Can't he wait to is. have him back. <laughs> yeah. Hey, also want to thank our sponsors, Dead and Buried Inc. Dead and Buried Inc. for all of your printing needs. Deadandburiedinc.com. 
com. Go check them out today. Plus, a special thank you to our MC, Mr. Rick Viper. Be sure to join us next week with our very special guest, Dina Martin. Dina Martin is daughter to legendary Rat Pack member Dean Martin. Yeah, she's really cool, too. She puts on Facebook shows right now because she is staying at home like most entertainers. They're not back out on the road yet. She's really cool to talk to. She has a lot of great stories about her time growing up with Dean Martin, so be sure to join us next week for that. Until then, be sure to subscribe to the podcast as soon as it ends so that you'll be notified when each new podcast is released. Plus, it helps us to continue to bring you new episodes each week with some exciting guests. Also, remember to like, share, and tag us so that we know you did it. And here's what will happen. You enter into a drawing for a brand new, one-of-a-kind Life and Laughs t-shirt. Life and Laughs podcast t-shirt. When I say one of a kind, it's one of your kind. Like there's other ones printed that look just like it, but it'll be yours. One of many kinds. <laughs> hey, and add us on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash life and laughs podcast. And on Instagram, your favorite address of all, life underscore and underscore laughs underscore podcast. He's getting really good at that, man. And if you can't remember, you can just search life and laughs podcast. That's what I have to do, in fact. Yeah. Or, or actually just, uh, just search underscore. It'll probably come up. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if we have the most underscores in a title on on Instagram. (laughs) Probably so. We're also on YouTube. Just go in and search Life and Laughs Podcast. That's the easiest way. So until next time, remember to live life. Love everybody. And and laugh laugh always. (laughs) Margot Robbie, huh? You would jump out of a plane if you were attached to her. I would jump off of the moon (laughs) if I was attached to Margot Robbie. (laughs) Girl is (laughs) fine.